Hello, hello. It is Jack, and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. Today is the end of day two, and it is Sunday, and I'm recording this late <laughs> because this morning I thought that I would go and do some yoga with my friend Esther at her villa, and then I just took it easy, and it's been a wonderful Beautiful weather, Sunday here in Bali, and I haven't done a lot of work on my project today, but I have done a little bit and I do need to update because this is an everyday kind of thing for 90 days and consistency is definitely the challenge with this. So I, I'm, I'm trying something different here and I've got my, my Dev90X podcast project open in Coda which is the project management app that I'm using. And as I was working on, on my app yesterday, as I was running into things, I was writing down uh, dot points. And so I, I, thought, I thought maybe it'll be cool in the podcast tomorrow that I can just go through my dot points of things that I'm learning because they're really niche little things. And I don't know, it kind of gives an overview of where I'm at. So I was, reading, I was reading my dot points and I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. They're, they're, they're just random little things. Like for example, um, I was trying to install a package yesterday and the tutorial told me to use yarn add package instead of what I'm used to or what's more common, npm install package. Uh, and so I did that, and then it, it was like this kind of light bulb moment in my mind, which was that yarn add is exactly the same <laughs> as npm install, and you can use it for any package, as long as you know the package name. And one of the cool things about yarn, which I did a little bit of research, is that yarn is just a lot faster than npm, which can really save a lot of time when you're um, like building a project to work on and it has to there's all these dependencies and, and it has to install like thousands of dependencies yarn can just save a lot of time so that's sort of the benefit of yarn maybe there's more benefits but the time saving one is apparently the biggest i also learned that when you have a script tag and you're pulling in a script in your html file a lot of the times there's like a type and it's like type equals text slash javascript it's like an attribute for that script tag. Apparently, you don't need that because all browsers since forever default it to being a text slash JavaScript file. Um, so you, you don't have to specify it if it is JavaScript. I'm not sure, though, if you still have to specify it if it's not JavaScript. Um, probably, I guess. That's something I still I'm, I'm yet to learn as I know that it seems like you need to specify if it's a module, if you want to import it into your, into your HTML file. Um, yeah, not sure. Still have to learn that. Uh, I had another random one, like yarn includes an error log file, but I, I guess NPM probably does as well. I don't know, maybe I just haven't observed that, but I just wrote a question. I also observed that I really love listening to video game music while I'm coding, just like relaxing kind of RPG-esque, like Legend of Zelda kind of things. There's a lot of really awesome video game music playlists on 
YouTube that are really great for like studying because they don't have lyrics. And then the other thing was that I like lo-fi because that also doesn't have lyrics. Um, but the video game music is just so good. It just makes me feel like I'm playing a game. And I don't know, it's like Pavlov's trick where you like, I've got so many good memories of, of, you know, like dopamine releases in my brain of other times I was playing video games. And when I hear that music, it really does trigger that feeling like I'm having fun playing my favorite video game. And by association now it's like, oh, I'm having fun playing my favorite coding game <laughs> where, you know, the game where you, you get really frustrated about why your code isn't working, but it's fun. Uh, so yeah, I think the, the music kind of just chills me out a bit because this is definitely a frustrating process at times because you have no idea why, why it's not working. And it just takes a lot of research and a lot of like debugging and tinkering and you just have to take so many stabs in the dark like, all right, let's try this. I don't know. I have no clue if this is going to work, but let's just try it. And then you try it and it doesn't work and you try something else. And then you research it, you research the, you know, the, the errors, you, you read Stack Overflow, you, you look for videos on YouTube um, and eventually you kind of find your way. Which leads me to the theme of day two. And the theme of day two is that I am using modules in my app. Initially, I was like, let's keep it simple as I possibly can. I'm not going to use a framework. I'm not going to use React. I'm not going to use Angular. I'm not going to use Vue. Uh, that sounds like a whole learning curve on its own. And I don't want to do that. I want to just keep it to what what can easily be learned what's really accessible and that's just the basics you know just basic html basic css like no css screw css i don't need any styling all i need right now is a webcam feed going into my tensorflow um, computer vision model and then that model is pumping out inferences on the image and that's that's my next step so i don't even need any styling all I need is a, like an HTML tag for a video that pulls in from the webcam and then I can pass that into my JavaScript into a variable and then I can pass that variable into my computer vision model and it'll do its magic. And it really, really is magic what these things are doing. These like black boxes of um, deep learning models, they are just crazy. But anyway... Um, the point is that I wanted to keep it simple and suddenly it's really not simple <laughs> because I'm using packages and in order to use packages, you have to install them. And in order to install a package, you need to understand node or at least the basics of node. So what kind of confused me is that I was aware of all of these quote-unquote tools that you can use like there's a lot of just you know packages this is something that the computer science course taught me last year is that computer science is all about abstractions it's like layers upon layers of abstractions and you know it's it's super duper like incomprehensible to just look at the lower levels where it's like ones and zeros that's not that's not like human language it's not something we work with that's something that computers run on 
But we like language. We like real language. We like to work with that. And so we've abstracted it up. And eventually, you just abstract away all the complexity to make things really easy. And that's how you kind of stand on the shoulder, shoulders of giants and do bigger things with less man hours, with less time and less effort. And that's what packages enable us to do. That's what modules enable us to do. They enable us to abstract away a whole bunch of complex and difficult to write uh, vanilla JavaScript. At least this is my understanding of it. And so a lot of the packages that I've seen have been for you know, like front-end things, especially this, this package that I used to make the webcam object um, kind of easy. It's called Webcam Easy. <laughs> and so I started using that. It's definitely a front-end package. And I say front-end, well, what I say fr when I say front-end, what I'm talking about is um, you, know, you know, the browser, the window, the computer, your laptop, the thing that you're seeing, that's front-end. Whereas Node is a back-end thing or originally was a back-end thing. And so NPM, Node Package Manager, is managing packages for Node, which I guess in the beginning must have just been like server-side things, back-end things. But now there's like over a million packages on npm.org, um, I think it is. And a lot of them are for front-end things. So this is where it's like really confusing for me because when you're looking at the tutorials, it says, yeah, just like throw it in a script tag and then you can run it in your, in your JavaScript or just import it in, like import cool function from package X. And <laughs> none of them really specified that the, the import word isn't actual, that's, that's node language. It's not like JavaScript, it's not uh, ECMAScript, I think. Um, and it just doesn't work. So I tried that and I was like, huh, why, why, why is the browser throwing this error saying that import is like not defined? And so I was, I was trying different things. You know, I tried to specify the module attribute when I was putting in the script tag in HTML and that threw a different error. And to be honest, I haven't actually figured this out yet, but what I do know is that you have to bundle the, the packages into a compiled script that can be run in the browser. And apparently this is like, oh yeah, it goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, you, obviously you have to use a bundler if you wanna use the import tag because that's Node and you're running in the browser. Um, and I'm sure everyone who's a developer who's listening to this is like, yeah, obviously everyone, you know, that's like basic knowledge. But to someone who's a newbie learning this stuff and who's never done it before, it, it is a little confusing. And I, I guess it's probably, it makes sense. It's like, why would you explain in every tutorial these kind of basic things that anyone who is past like absolute beginner and is even just a beginner would understand? It just confused me. Like I've been confused for like two whole days on this. Like, huh, weird. They told me to do this really seemingly simple thing. Like, yeah, just throw this line of, into your JavaScript file, import cool feature as uh, from package X, and it just doesn't work. That's just so weird. <laughs> and you, you try the other one. Like you try the const variable name equals require package X. 
And that also doesn't work. And apparently, you need, you need a different package to enable the require <laughs> keyword to run in the browser called require.js. So yeah, there's, there's all these kind of funny, weird tricks of abstraction, abstracting away the complexity to make things simple. So it's actually not as simple as it seems at first. Yeah, you do need these packages and you do need these tools. And it seems like they just keep stacking and stacking and stacking. And eventually your project looks like, you know, it looks like the most complicated project in the world. But really, it's just all of this like foundational stuff. And your project is just the tip of the iceberg. But it's actually sitting on top of all of this other stuff making it work, which is the, the, the bundler, which is bundling bundling all of the packages, compiling the code into something that can run in the browser, and then you get that compiled output file, which is, as far as I'm aware, it's just a JavaScript file, and you call that file in your, H in your index.html, and then it's going to work just fine. I'm not at that point yet, but apparently that's, that's how it goes. So that's where I'm at. That was day two. I know it seems like I'm moving fast but honestly I'm, I'm really not I'm only <laughs> I'm only putting in a few hours per day of focused focused time um, coding or at least, um, I can't say that I'm coding I'm barely writing any code right now I'm just fiddling around <laughs> and reading a lot of stack overflow watching a lot of YouTube video tutorials but one thing I, I do have to say is that before I started this challenge I was working through a Udemy course on JavaScript and also um, another course called JS30, which is made by a guy called Wes Boss. It's one of the free ones. So if you're in the market as a beginner, such as myself, looking for resources, I really do recommend that one. That one was actually really good and I'm going to finish it. Um, but having said that, I was, I was kind of like, all right, I need to learn the basics because my project is just too hard, you know? And I've, I've been listening to podcasts as well and they say, everyone says project-based learning is the best, hands down, but there's a caveat, don't try something too hard. Like try something that is in your, within reach. And this project of mine is definitely not within reach of me. It's definitely too hard, but I don't have... <laughs> I don't have the the luxury of of doing something that's easy because I'm trying to I'm trying to build I'm trying to build this thing that I actually want to build. It's not like I just want to learn how to code. I want to build this thing. So that's why I'm I'm doing the too hard route. And yeah, I so what I was trying to say with all of that is that I really enjoy working specifically on the app and then learning things related to how I can move forward with this as I'm still learning, you know, one unit of time equals one unit of learning, but I'm just learning different things. I'm learning the things that help push me forward to build this app uh, rather than spending hours upon hours upon hours of just learning, you know, um, the base <laughs> sounds funny to say the basics of I'm learning the advanced things before I'm, before I'm learning the basics seems to be what's happening. However, it, yeah, 
I, I, I do plan to actually continue on with those tutorials and that Udemy course because I do think that side by side it is good to be you know running kind of this parallel learning sequence of the basics as well as the advanced things that are pushing forward the, the actual project. I know you need both and you, you definitely have to, yeah, it's, it's a sequencing problem, I suppose. It did, it did definitely help to, to get a little bit of the basics under my belt in the weeks prior to starting this podcast. But now I, I do feel like pushing forward on the project is the whole point of this 90 day challenge. And so I don't have the luxury as much now to be just spending hours upon hours upon hours uh, doing these tutorials that are just kind of random, even though they're fun and interesting and they do teach me the basics. Yeah, I guess that's the point that I want to make. I'm going to talk more about this as I go forward. And I'm sure my opinion on this is going to change because I am definitely still a beginner. But I did want to mention that. All right, that's day two, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It is Sunday, tomorrow is Monday, and the podcast continues. The challenge continues. I'll catch you then.